Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fabulous episode of Stories Around Azeroth. As always, I'm Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, joined by the most lovable, not yet mechanized gnome this side of Mechagon. It's one Mr. Frazzletastic. How are you today? I'm doing great. I just got lost in the uh, Thought of Thunder, as you saw on the stream, so... And it, and it, so, I was playing games with the streamer's hearts. Yes, yes you were. Ooh, but you've been having fun. You're getting into the, the whole mount farming when you when you yeah, have time to do it. it it's, a, it's a lot of fun, and I'm learning the things. I just gotta get better. Like, ICC, I feel like I'm getting pretty good at, but it's those new dungeons that I don't know about, and I don't know, how, I don't know where I'm going that oh, yeah. trip me up. Absolutely. I mean, I have um, stuff like throne of thunder you, you do you do certain instances for so many years and then it's just second nature of what to do like um you didn't know that you can actually skip the cutscene uh on the bridge after the troll council you can you can do it but you can't go into it so uh, i'm gonna be streaming post uh, the episode anyway we'll probably be doing some mount runs so i shall show you my tricks sounds good i'll learn from the master that's it in it so how are you, and what have you been up to since we last spoke, my friend? Well, since we last uh, talked, I've been doing a lot of um, a, a lot of classics. So, kind of working on that that no mage again. I did right. a, like some islands and mounts on Fraz. I finally got my heart up to sixty, <coughs> so well, I'm well about maybe like like uh, nine levels behind you on my heart. Well, I mean, uh, with this reset coming up, I'm hoping to hit 70, especially with all the new stuff coming soon, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Anything else that's kept you entertained other than Classic? Uh, other than Classic, I can't really say, I mean, because there's, uh, haven't had a lot of time, and, like, it's been, we had a lot of stuff come up at work, so my streaming time went down a little bit, because right. we, so it, it was, it's been in kind of VPNable this whole week. Uh... Thankfully, yeah. since I'm still looking for work, other than my time I spend looking for work, I've been spending it in WoW, which has actually reduced massively. I'll tell you, I'm literally spending like about 90 minutes, two hours in the game at most a day right now, just doing my daily chores, which I consider just the Azerite world grind and hunting any rares on Mechagon, essentially. So other than that, I think I'm about 46% through level 69. So we'll definitely hit level 70 with um the restart this week and is artifact knowledge going down with 8.2.5 uh we don't know all we know is that artifact knowledge stops uh the amount you need per week stops going down at the beginning of october that's all we know so okay. uh, i have a feeling that level 69 to 70 will be down to about 80 I want to say about 85,000 artifact knowledge for that level, and then it will have one more week to regress on top of that. So you'll probably need about 65,000, I think, maximum for that last level until they okay. re-up it again, probably in January. Yeah. But that's about it. Um, got lucky with a one mount this week. Just the one. Singular. We finally got the shiny noodle from uh, Mogashan Vaults this week. Nice. Literally just so, decided to go all, all mount farming and uh, got lucky and it dropped today. So, And for a Borderlands reference, you were a vault hunter. Yes, I was a vault hunter. Indeed. Goddamn Borderlands references. Borderlands for nerds. 
Yes. Proud nerd. Proud nerd. Yes. He wears his WoW Challenger shirt there, which I don't think he deserves yet. Shouldn't be wearing it until he gets past level 30 on his irons. I know, but I, I still rep them. I still rep the, the, the community that's been kind to me, even though I've not yet gotten pretty far. It looks like a good shirt. Is it comfortable? Oh, it is. It, it's by um, Spreadshirt, and I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah, I know, good I know design. Stuff, yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. It looks very, very nice. We'll have to get myself one down the line, I think. But yes, the big news is 8.2.5, a week earlier than I estimated, is hitting our launches this week. It's already available to background download. And by the time this uh, comes out, if you're not watching or listening to us live, it will already be available to both the US and the EU. I've got a conspiracy about 8.2.5. Cons uh, not, not conspiracy, but something's off on 8.2.5. Such as? So they did the, the party sync preview. Yes. And that one said in the next few months. Then they had to update that because another thing said in the next few weeks. Now, to me, you does not mean two. You means... A few means more than two. Three updates. Yeah. So um, there, it is interesting. It feels like they... they, they I don't want to say rushed, but something moved this patch up because it's faster than a lot of us were expecting and it's almost faster than well what you say that marketing. i was only a week out with it i was expecting it at the beginning of october because artifact knowledge was going to end um dropping it a week earlier kind of makes sense because it still fits in with the artifact knowledge and everything else and you know if you think about it the this reset that we're in currently not the one that the patch will launch on is 13 weeks since we've had Nazjatar because you were able to actually finish the Nazjatar meta in this reset. So it's wow. actually, it's actually dropping content as as they've expected you to finish the Nazjatar meta. It's been that long already? Yep. Wow. It's been uh 3 months already. Time flies. It and does. So Time does fly. fly. But we're going to see how long Nazjatar and Mechagon can keep people's attention for the next t uh, month and a half until BlizzCon. Uh, we will go through some of the 8.2.5 stuff. There's, I, I was going through and making the show notes for today. And there's a lot more, if you think about it, in these patch notes than what it just appears to be. So yeah. we'll, we'll start We'll start with the big thing. There's the new war campaign. And they're dropping all the rep requirements for any pre-existing quests. So... If you did want to get your um, the mount for finishing the war campaign on both factions, with the next patch, it's going to be the best time to do it because you're no longer going to be rep-gated in order to get both sides done. Nice. No, I mean, I won't complain because I, I enjoyed most of the time doing that. I mean, but it, it is nice that, that as you get farther along, you're like, okay, it's been a long enough time we're going to let you in. And I could see it also being a, maybe a play for people who are enjoying classic, but want a, a little bit more. You're like, Hey, here's BFA. You can play and then see some of the story without having to do a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, it, it feels like it's going to be a bit of filler before they drop, um, phase. Is it phase one or phase two? Phase one, phase one in classic because or phase two, because no, no, phase no, no, one was this, is it phase one? I thought, it might be. Yeah, phase two then. Yeah. I thought they said that they were going to quit all the layering by phase one. It might have been phase two. I'm, 
a little bit unsure because I've not really been on top of a lot of the old classic information at the moment, just the newer stuff. But yeah, it's good for people that want to get uh, experience both sides of the story, two sides of the coin, as it were. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's good to get in it. A lot of the Blizz devs who work on the story have been saying to make sure that you're up to date. And we know that there is at least two cinematics, which we talked about last week, a three minute one and a six minute one. The big question is, and I'm sure we'll swing around to this later, will be, are we getting an 8.3? Are Blizzard rushing to the next expansion and pulling a Warlords on us? We'll discuss that later. That's going to be the big talking point, I think, for the episode. Uh, the next thing is, is obviously there's a new Magni part of the story coming out where we go and try and find Rathian as our Black Dragon representative that isn't Ebonhorn. Uh, because there are some shady Nazoth goings on in the heart of Azeroth, in the Chamber of the Heart. So there's some stuff there, which means I get lots of story next week because I get the level 70 neck story as well. So nice. Yay. Um, what do you feel? You, you're happy for more Magni story? Absolutely. More Magni, more Rathion. I Emma's helped me really be interested in, in Rathion. So I, I've learned a lot of uh, Rathion story and I'm excited that we're seeing more Rathion. And if, it, and if I'm hearing about how Rathion has a big high with the with like the black empire and, and zalatath i think it, it's exciting that it's moving in how we were hoping it would he has no tie to the black empire and zalatath though oh I thought he did. he's interested in the information of the black empire but he has no tie to the black empire or zalatath okay because he's he is an uncorrupted dragon got it I'm a little bit confused about what, we, what you've got there. But okay. The other big part of the next patch is the new Goblin and Wurgen models. However, there's no Heritage Armor just yet, which is slightly disappointing. We talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. New Wurgen models, though. They've had more of and a touch-up than the Goblins because they've also got new spell animations. So no longer nice. no longer can my female Wurgen air guitar some spells. Oh, I, I, I mean... Until the until the bard comes in. Oh, that'd be so cool. Give me that bard. Yeah, I love it in Heroes. You know, the Epitaph Ch Ch Chan. I, I love that 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 Heroes one. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy's got a lovely little... Um, like, their archer evolves into a bard character, and they can, like, play musical... They can actually play music in the game. It's very interesting. But Nice. Yeah, it's definitely you should have a look into it. There's actually lots of YouTube videos of people just making, playing music, famous Final Fantasy songs, or just music in general. So kind of like Star Wars Galaxy, except you can actually, it's not the same like 40 minute or 40 second loops. No, it, uh, they, they've got a whole range of notes stuff that they can do. Ooh. It's really cool. I had, I had a lot of fun with that in uh, Minecraft with, with, with the redstone and the music blocks. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, the uh, the next big thing is the Alliance are getting the Honeyback Harvester and the Bee Rep to farm in Stormsong Valley. This is obviously to uh, even up the sides from, because the Horde have got two mounts on their side. One which is available to both factions um, in Cthune and uh, the Direhorn. I forget the, the name of that one. But the, the Bee is to alleviate that and it will be an Alliance only mount. So, if you are Alliance, you have another mount you can farm. It seems to be a gathering rep, much like Netherwing and the Cloud Serpents. Okay, so I know what I'll be doing. I'll, I'll be getting, because uh, it'll be fun to uh, 
it, it'll be fun to get that. It'll be kind of sweet and uh, sticky. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're you're literally the worst. Sometimes you realize that. Yes. Okay. Um, Party Sync will be with us uh, with this reset. Are you going to use it, Frasley? Absolutely. I, I know one. I'll definitely use it with, with Michael because every once in a while we we got them out of sync on our genome. But also I'll use it because sometimes I get ahead of people. I've been enjoying that in Borderlands, how they've been doing that party sync. So it would be kind of fun to, to have that with WoW. And you you get rewarded for doing a thing you've already done before. And that is I also true. Like it, being able to redo a quest line, be like, hey, I, I finished this one, but I want to see it again. So that'll be fun. Yep, that, that's also a very good point. It's almost like a new game plus type, type affair. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I think I'd have to see it in action before I actually do it. I'd still, as I've said before, prefer a more robust dungeon system that would allow us to scale down and do dungeons without having to use the party sync. But yeah. that, that requires probably a lot of different tech to be implemented. Uh, to and go... It, sorry, no, after you. It could be a um, catalyst for what we're doing. It could be like maybe they're working on the tech and this is their first try at it. Yeah. And then we will see it as, as we go along. It could very well be that party sync uh, obviously scales you down to their level, but you lose everything that would be above that level. So, um, which is kind of the same sort of thing they use in Final Fantasy for their dungeons when you queue into a lower dungeon. To go along with party sync, though, recruit a friend will be implemented with this patch as well. Uh, a lot of people are happy for it. We discussed this, I believe it was last week um, or the week before. There was a lot of classic news last week. Um, and. Michael brought up a good point on that one, and I and I agree with him. the The transmog that they picked, it's it is weird. I mean, it it, it doesn't quite fit the archaeology. It fits more archaeology than this, but I'm yeah. still glad that we're getting something. It's, it's nice to have something new, but it really feels like it could have made archaeology more robust and have a proper questing system or rewards structure in place to to do all of the uh, archaeology achievements and bits yeah. and pieces. It's again, it's something that's could be more worthwhile on an account-wide basis for rewarding doing stuff on the main again so well, and i think it could have the habit the uh, pimp hat and like the little cane and stuff like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i recruited my friends okay so something that's uh obviously not widely known uh this patch is to have all the 15th anniversary information that's going to be coming um they're dropping this before October, which makes me wonder if we're going to have uh, the anniversary hit over all of October to give us something to do in the lead up to BlizzCon, or if it's to start after BlizzCon and be a month-wide event. Because, and this is to go with the other thing, the new raid that we're getting for Firelands Time Walking, while that's implemented in this patch, the next Firelands Time Walking is not until December. I could... I see it more happening after BlizzCon, but being the whole month because yeah, no, November is kind of anniversary month, and people are like, some people may not be playing because they're going to see a lot of people coming back to WoW in November. I think that that's going to be a time when people like people are going to the media is going to be talking about classic. They've been talking about already, but we're going to see a huge influx of players in November, and that would be the perfect time to have yeah. a 15th anniversary. I'd agree with and that. And even the ones you're like, I don't know if I want to come back. Oh well, 15 bucks for a couple of raids. Oh, what's this classic? And then, they, then they're they're sold. Mm, absolutely. Um, uh, outside of the anniversary stuff, so there's details for the new loon uh, for a lunar festival update. 
So they've got the, previously we've had the Flower Crown Transmog in the game, but it's only been accessible during the Lunar Festival to Transmog. With the Lunar Festival, they are putting in a quest to upgrade that item so you can Transmog into it all year round. Does raise the question if they'll do that with other event-only transmogable stuff down the line. Is it a sign of things to come? Could be interesting. Is it account-wide? Uh, I believe so, because okay. it's a quest and it makes the because the it's already account-wide on the transmog system already as a headpiece. So the quest I sh would just make it uh, available all year round. So one would assume it'd be account-wide, but this is Blizzard and they're trying not to do everything account-wide. I don't know. To do yeah, it like on every character would be a bit insane. My uh, tricorn hat from the uh, Island Expedition, at least uh, unless there's anything wrong, I could not transmog it into one of my other characters. So apparently certain things are not account-wide, but they are they are part of your transmog tab with yeah. that character. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm sure that uh, you've mentioned previously how you'd like some other festival stuff and holiday stuff to be year-wide instead of just event-bound. I want to say. Yeah, I mean, even the stuff like the, the, the nice tuxedo from Pilgrim's Bounty. I mean, things that I get, that are, are less tied to the event would be fun. I mean, even the, the, those bronze goggles from the anniversary. If I can, if I can wear yeah. those bronze goggles anytime, though I, I honestly can't see anything because like nothing shows up on, on me because <laughs> of my eye. Yeah, obviously, that makes sense. Uh, right. Black Market Auction House has some item updates. They're adding some more transmogable stuff. They're adding uh, mounts. They're adding transmogs. They're adding lots of bits and pieces of basically from a lot of the raids post-cataclysm into it. So there's a, bro a whole broken down list of what's going to be available on Wowhead and bits and pieces. But essentially it's like the mount from Mythic uh, Blackhand, Jikun, Horridan... All those sort of mounts that are droppable, they'll be put into the Black Market Auction House. Basically, it's another gold sink for people who have all the money, but not the um, not the stuff to get. So, that's all coming if you're interested in the Black Market Auction House. Big things that I'm interested in, there's Ashran and Wintergrasp updates. Um, hopefully, uh, with the Ashran changes, it'll make it less of a lag fest. Um, and actually playable, the same with Wintergrass. They're buffing the vehicles in there. So again, hopefully that will be less of a one-sided affair. But then this is the Alliance on EU, and they're terrible versus the Horde anyway. So blah. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of news. We got through it in yeah. 20 and minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. There's a lot of other things in the patch. I They've been throwing quality of life things in. So, I mean, it's exciting. There's like like uh, the being able to see where you are for the quest. Yes, they're changing the uh, directional stuff, aren't they? Uh, yeah. So normally it would tell tell you uh, like the quickest way, which ended up being an absolute garbage. But now it's obviously just going like just go. This is your end destination, and you can change it between uh, here or there depending on where you want it. But yeah, anything else from eight point two point five? I think that covers everything. Yeah, because I, I, I saw a while I picked up a few like very small things like I give like different what what family you're interested in they they made a few oh mercenaries will not earn the same amount of yes of honor so currently 
the queues, I don't know about on the US, but the queues on the EU are obviously very horde side. So if you're horde, it takes forever to queue in. So the Alliance obviously got a, uh, a buff to honor if we queued in. Honor and AP rewards. So what a lot of the horde were doing is they were taking the mercenary stuff and they'd get the actual buff that the Alliance were getting. Mercenaries are now no longer going to be entitled to getting that honor buff. So we're going to, probably going to be going back to long queues again, I imagine. Um, I think it's a little bit crap, but... You know, because there's, there's no real incentive to be a mercenary other than to have shorter queues. Yeah. Which is the intent anyway, but it was an added bonus that they were getting. I presume it just swung it in either side. The, the biggest PvP change I'd like to see uh, would be War Mode Najatar. Because the battle for Najatar is insane right now. Uh, especially on the EU side. Because it's literally, if you could be there, and if it procs at the battle, then there's like three raid groups that just use the group finder and just swarm onto a realm. And it just completely one-sides it and it makes it... It's unfun for a start. But it's, it's almost akin to layer swapping on Classic. That they're just jumping to a correct shard. And just farming the hell out of it. So that's, I mean, uh, the Ashran stuff is going to be good. I mean, even on my decent PC, uh, changing it so it's not a complete lag fest is going to be incredibly useful. Winter Grasp is here or there, um, but it's just it'll probably make me queue into it in the in the background stuff a little bit more, especially since they've removed the blacklist and stuff. Because I haven't really done it since I got level three, um, rank three of the. Not Blood of the Enemy. Not Blood of the Enemy? No, that was the arena one. The other one from uh, PvP. But yes. Um, yeah, it's good. I don't know. You looking forward to it? The reset, Fraz? Lots of content and bits and pieces? Oh, absolutely. And I, I said I'm looking forward to, to what's coming. I want uh, the fact that, that uh, Muffinus and uh, um, Taron Gregory have been kind of showing... Not saying what's happening, but showing intrigue makes me think that it's not something we've seen before. Yeah, that... I agree. Um, I think it's going to be unfortunately time gated. I I hope they do. I hope they do it along the lines of we do X amount of story and then we hit a point where the leaders have to go. Well, we need to plan the next attack or something happens where they need to regroup and that gives us the reason to wait until the next reset. Yeah, um, because I think it'd be fun to have it. Time, time gets to where everybody, like, a week or two before BlizzCon, we get the final bit of content. And yeah, and then go to BlizzCon and, like, everyone's, like, just, like... I think that's what they're aiming to do. Because, uh, as I've said for weeks, um, I feel that we'll get... The big news will obviously be a new expansion that's in the works. We They always do that at this time of day, uh, time yeah. of the year. And then... They'll have a what's come, what's next panel, as they always do, and that'll be 8.3, and then the PTR for 8.3 will drop after BlizzCon, right in the middle of anniversary stuff. So there'll be three Warcrafts for you to play. Classic, Retail, and PTR. And Warcraft 3 Reforged. When is that out? Yeah, when is it out? Have they not given it a release date yet? Nope. Uh, wow. they, they, they've taken pre-orders and stuff like that. But That'll, prob I that'll probably literally drop at BlizzCon then. They'll probably be they'll probably be in the opening thing that they'll announce. I thought they gave a date for that. Jesus. Nope. I think they said at one point that it was supposed to be up by December of till the nineteen, 
And you know what else is still immortal? Diablo is still... I mean, that's had a soft launch in China, or they've been testing it over in China, I believe. Uh, which hasn't hit very good reviews from what I've been aware of. So either they've gone back to the drawing board about it, or they're thinking about other stuff to do. Who knows? Yeah. But let's move on to our big talking point of the episode. Uh, a lot of... A lot of your big content creators that you would watch on YouTube and everything else are going, this is the end of the, the war campaign, so are we not getting an 8.3? Are Blizzard rushing rushing to get to the next expansion? Are we not having an 8.3? Are they doing a Warlords of Draenor where they just go straight to the next expansion? My personal feeling is, I mean, as you've already said, I feel like they're going to time gate it. We'll get the end, like the war campaign. This new story will last four weeks. It will take us to the week before BlizzCon. And then at BlizzCon, we're left on the tender hooks of Sylvanas taking Stormwind, something big happening. And they'll say, this is what's happening in 8.3. You know? I don't think we're going to see anything with Nazoth or Ashara until the next expansion or the one after that. You know? Yeah. I, I they were. After you. You go. No, sorry. No, I was I was saying like they, they said Argus. They regretted not. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but they, they regretted wasting Argus on a patch. Yes, but they also announced Argus nine, like eight, nine months before we actually got it. Okay. Yes. So yeah, no, I get that. Argus would have been good as a whole expansion. I get that. I think it would have been good. But then you you could say the same with Nazjatar. I think it would have been interesting to see more of an extent of Nazjatar rather than just one zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leah Wild is mentioning that the the Ashara cinematic would give us a hint of BFA's final boss. A lot of the leaks and a lot of the supposition are saying that the final boss is the Alliance and the Horde, and it's uh, the scene that we saw with Jaina and. Um, Oh my god, he his name escapes me right now. The Blood Elf leader. Um Kael'thas. No. No, no, no. Um not not Kael'thas. Um I'm sure yeah. the chat I'm sure chat will tell us. Um but yeah, it, that that's what apparently it is. Um I honestly don't think we're going to be seeing um Ashara and Azov for an expansion or two. Uh I I, I think that's the better call. That Nazoth and Ashara are literally one of those. One of those names is a Warcraft-based law name, a World of Warcraft-based law name, and one of those is a Warcraft name. Thank you, Lawfamer. And one of those is a Warcraft name that's based all the way back to the beginning of the War of the Ancients. You know, so we've got two different types of law name. Both have got the fan base and the player base interested in who they are. I don't think they're going to waste it on a patch themselves, and I think they'll use an entire expansion around them. Yeah. I, th I, th I think that's the best way that they're going to go. Just drop, it, just releasing it, and then going straight into that, when we've still got the war cap. If I really hope they don't do a Warlords and spin the story, where we're done with Sylvanas, and then we'll move straight and deal with Ashara and Azov. I think... I think both Sylvanas, I think Sylvanas, Ashara, and Nazoth all deserve better than just spinning it like that. Blizzard should yeah. have the tenacity to finish the story they've set in stone to go into the next expansion. You know, I just, 
As someone who wants to hear, feel it from a law point of view, I want them to tell the story as they wanted to tell it and not change it based on how the monetary profit of the game is going. Yeah, because there's, they obviously see where it's going, and, and, and yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they what they are wanting it to do. Mm, absolutely. It, as, I'm just looking forward to it. Do you think we'll get an 8.3? Yeah, I, I think so, because I, I think what they're saying to us is the war campaign's over, but not they didn't say the patch cycles are over. They didn't say the, the story is over. Like, the war campaign is one half of the story. You know, there's still the rest of the story. The war campaign could end because the war is over. Yeah, because we've been seeing that, like, even, like, um, the the thrall cinematic, like, Janus talking about, oh, what's changed? We have, and kind of working together i mean so we could be like hey we're gonna finally <coughs> be done with this war we're gonna work together because we see what the big thing is and that's that's why they're saying the war campaign i mean there, there's some very intentional language yes that's being used in absolutely we are 110 percent. now whether that means that the story goes completely the way the leaks are saying like we the war campaign takes us to defend thunder bluff but it's all a ruse and you know we spent we spend a week or two working with the resistance building up the forces and doing that whole storyline to then the last week being instead of her attacking that instead of Savannah's attacking final she takes stormwind and then 8.3 is all about retaking stormwind making this expansion essentially pandaria 2.0 completely um i don't know i don't know how i feel um I would, I'd be okay with the new with the new Stormwind. I mean, like, like uh, I mean, because have Sylvanas raise it down to, to the ground, and then we come back in and build like a Suramar or a or a Boralus. And I agree with with Leo Wild that I have been from the beginning thinking that it is the real threat's not been the 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 campaign. I I've been looking at the title of Battle for Azeroth, and it's not Battle on Azeroth. It's not Battle about. It's Battle for the planet. And I think yeah. that's why that I think a lot of us have, have, have known about the real threat, but I, I think that 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 the, the fact that it's always been a decoy. It's always been a thing. Yeah, There's something... I mean, if you look at every part of the story they've had to do involving the heart of Azeroth itself, like the neck piece, remember that there was a one of the reputation parts originally with the Champions of Azeroth where we fought off a Void Demon, that hungered for the blood of the Azerite itself, and we fought it back by feeding it Azerite. So, there's there's something to come regarding the end of this. I I hope there's an 8.3, um, because otherwise I don't think there's going to be a lot to do. Like, it's, it's, if they're just going to go, there's no more raid patches, instead we're going to drop a surprise expansion a there's been no alpha slash beta testing that we're aware of b it leaves so much left in the air uh that's not tied up there's no real tie-in other than a pre-expansion patch that they'll do i don't know i i think it leaves it kind of messy to not do an 8.3 at this point yeah I, as I said, we'll get the answer in either either tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, either the day this comes out, Tuesday slash Wednesday, depending if you're in the um, Americas slash EU, 
uh, or so many weeks down the line before BlizzCon, and then we'll find an actual answer at BlizzCon of what's actually coming next, expansion-wise and story-wise. Yeah, and and we'll find out that that uh, that WoW gets cancelled and we're all playing uh, classic on our phones. No, thank you. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, it, it, it'll be weird. I, I, I really wouldn't want a surprise expansion drop. Um, yeah. I so just, by, by I just expansion, are you saying like one that instantly, by the way, the expansion's out or? Well, how, if they turned around at BlizzCon and said, here, World of Warcraft, the current story for 8. Uh, eight point whatever the battle for Azov story is at its conclusion with the end of the war campaign you saw it yourself how did you feel about it Yay, boo, yeah, whatever and then they go well this is where the story is going next they drop Shadowlands whatever and then they go drop a date title of something in January yeah that would not be no I mean not, unless I'm, I'm thinking because like they have launched like October I mean it would They've launched in different times of the of the year, but that would that would be not not be following a good trend. And, it, and, if, no, and if they've been absolutely. getting yelled at for for rushed expansions, this would not be a. I just want to point out the chat is like that. I'm reaching. This isn't what I'm thinking. I I want an eight point three in a raid. A surprise expansion is what a lot of the larger content creators are saying that we we're, we're not going to get an eight point three because the war campaign is essentially saying that's the end of the story. Because it says it's I the end of the war campaign. A surprise patch, I could see, but an expansion is pretty big, in my opinion. That I think you you want a lot of fanfare for it. Yeah, no, you, absolutely. You and uh, a lot of the a lot of the beta stuff is essentially what they did with classic beta. Use that to build hype. There was literally no advertising for classic until a week, two weeks before it actually came out officially for yeah. Blizzard, and it was all based off the fanfare. I don't think, I don't, I mean, uh, as it is saying in the chat that a lot of people are saying that Blizzard's going to cut their losses in MBFA. I think that's not going to happen at all. And I don't want it to happen. I want Blizzard to continue the story that they've got in place and leading to the next expansion properly. Yeah, me too. Because I think that it deserves that. I mean, it, because rushing anything, in my opinion, leads to, to missed, missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only have to look at, and we had this part of this discussion last week with uh, how we look at expansions and everything else. Everybody looks at Legion and says Legion was brilliant, but forget about what happened at the beginning of that with all the messes and everything else. Any expansion they'll release will have that problem at the beginning, especially if they rush it out. Now, a well thought out thing, a well thought out an expansion with a good story which is probably what they've done because they've hired a lot of specific story writers to get a decent to get the cohesiveness in place okay now the rating has been very very good since warlords what was the one good thing like above everything else that warlords did its story was secondary to the rating like they were both very very good now legion brought back a, an enemy that everybody wanted to see the conclusion of that story to it brought back Illidan. It pulled everything out and got everybody back into that game. But it brought in an end game progress meter for the player to have. Which they overdid and they killed with the Heart of Azeroth and the more artifact system. 
they need uh, Blizzard need to find a good end game progression system which isn't going to kill the player's interest and keep it going. Yeah. I I think Ali said it one of the comments was they would love them to not see another power mechanic. I mean, yeah. just like a... It'll happen, though, because people love power progression. Now, remember that this is off the back... This is off the back... No, they won't bring back Illidan as it is. They'll bring back Arthur's. That's what they'll do. They'll find a way to bring Arthur's back. Oh, and go back to one of the best... Well... You said it yourself, Warcraft 3 is coming back. What better way to advertise Warcraft 3 by bringing Arthur's back? Yeah. Arthur's back. All right. That's it. Isn't it? Um, I've lost my train of thought. There, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk, about a level squish, Blizzard improving how we gain stuff per level rather than just being everything condensed and then nothing past level 105 I want to say or level 100 because if you think about it past level 100 what do we actually get I forget what the last talent point is but past past 100 what is there there's nothing 100 to 110 was all about the artifact system so you've got no new talents and or everything that was a new spell that was granted to you by the artifact weapon is gone because that system's irrelevant 110 to 120 was again about the heart of Azeroth and the Heart of Azeroth has only really given you extra spells to play around with in the recent patch of 8.2. And all of that will probably get taken away from us uh, when the next expansion comes out. Because we'll use the Heart of Azeroth to do something that will drain it of all its power. So you'll have this entire gap between 100 to 120 with no talent gain, no spell gain. So, and Blizzard have talked about wanting to put a lot of the old stuff back in as well. Like a lot of the stuff that was removed. So we may find a lot of that's put in and drip fed to us between one and whatever a new level squish slash spacing they want to do. And this is why a lot of people want older talent trees back because you got a new talent every point past level 10. You know, it felt yeah. rewarding because there was that slow progression of power gain every level rather than... Well, it's essentially what the art, what the artifact power system does—a a slow progression of power. Blizzard needs to have an in-game system, and I think that's the way it, it needs to be. But they just need to find a way which isn't mentally damning to any player, with an an in-game number in mind. Like, have set goals to unlock something, you know. There's a lot of stuff in the game that we can do. There's a lot of stuff we've talked about on the podcast that you can do in-game to unlock whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, an end-game system without having any sort of mock-ups would be too tough to really try to explain. Um, but they, they've, they've tried to play around with end-game systems all the way back to Cataclysm with Path of the Titans, and they scrapped that. So... They just found a system that worked and they've just rolled with it. I'll tell you one thing with a new expansion. I'll tell you what I do want, Dead. I want that goddamn mission table in the bin. Three expansions we've had it and I'm sick of it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I keep getting in on my phone to, to, to log into the mission table. I mean... I don't even do that. 
I cannot be bothered. Cannot be bothered with it. I, I'll log in. If I've got a flashing mission on my main, I'll go and sort it out. Otherwise, I will just ignore it. I forget about it. And it's one of those I need to go back and... Like, oh, it's flashy. Okay, I'll just let, I'll, I'll just let it flash. It's like the the big the, the biggest the biggest problem that the mission table has done is any new like collection reward has punished the player if you did not abuse it in Warlords. Like the if you look at if you look at any of your quest and mission table rewards, the gold amount has been massively pulled back, and they've taken out a lot yeah. of the gold that you can make in the economy to the odd maybe you'll get lucky with uh, an island mission for 5000 gold maybe but otherwise like there's not a lot of gold in circulation and yet they've just dropped amount per rep which costs hundreds of thousands of gold the the frogs all cost is it it's either 333000 or it's 33000 like there's a lot of gold sinks currently in the game and the new black market auction house stuff is only going to drain those reserves further. Yeah. But it, it just punishes the people that didn't make that gold in in Warlords by just having yeah. 14 alts doing mission tables all day. I I, I was never able to do missions when it was the, the, at the gold level. But I, I get the idea of the mission tables. I wasn't playing WoW at the time, but I heard somebody talk about mm -hmm. mission tables. And I, I thought it was a cool idea, sending your followers on mission. The idea, to me, seemed seemed kind of cool. But not not now that it's in practice. The, it... the thing you've got to remember is that the mission tables came about... We're talking three, four, five years ago now, when Facebook gaming was at its peak and mobile gaming was taking off. And a Facebook game was literally log in, click the buttons, you know, stay around if you want to do anything, but you could then leave it for hours and come back. And that was when they launched, and Warlords is when they launched the app for it as well. So it fit in really well with the thing then. But they've scaled back on the rewards in Legion to not give as much gold. In Warlords, it was, uh, sorry, in BFA, it's been pulled back even further. But the rewards that they give out from rep vendors have only increased while the rewards have been pulled back. It's almost like real real life. You earn less money, but everything else costs more. Yeah. Like, hey, that's how, that's how Mafia works. That is how that is how it works. It's bizarre. <clears throat> but it, as I said, it's, it's just... Uh, the new rewards just punish anyone who didn't use it back then. Because you've got new players that are checking out the game now from Classic, which like it but they just don't have the gold to go and buy mounts for their collection or anything else it's bizarre it's weird i just hope it goes if if i ask for one thing to go in the bin it's the mission table i'm sick of it you want to flip the table i do i literally want to flip the mission table is there anything that you'd like to see binned or brought back i know i know there's people in the chat that want specific systems to come back but is there anything you want to come back i what i want to see coming back in classic is showing me it I want to be able to relive things, even if even if like reliving old old worlds, old events, scenarios. I like the kinds of time being able to do things. Like I listened to the calling of Strathmore today, and like I like these things. I want to see the Wrathgate brought back as a event. I want to see the 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 Blood Plague. So it w being able being able to, to relive things. I, I'm excited for the 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 event coming up in November because I want to see all these raids and kind of in 
in person. I mean, it, these things that I didn't get to do. So, reliving history is one thing I, I want. I, I want it to come back to to the forefront. That's fair enough. A lot, a lot of the stuff that you said, like Wrathgate and the Blood Plague, they they are all parts of history of the game. Really renowned parts of history of the game. I mean, the the problem about Wrathgate that you brought up specifically is that they removed it being able to do it as part of Wrath. You know? Like, it was later in Wrath that they removed it. Specifically. Like, you could go there, you could complete the quest to... You still can complete the quest to get up to that point, but you don't get the quest to go to do the Wrathgate. I mean, specifically so, because the story has changed so much with Varian no longer being a thing anymore. Um, Jaina's point herself is gone. Um... It's 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 weird. Like you're gonna have people from varying parts of the game played from classic to post cataclysm to pre wrath when when raids were fixed numbers to not being between normal and heroic to before hard modes were a thing to before mythic was a thing. You know, you're gonna have people come and look at the game from so many different points which want something specifically. I'm glad they finally found a use for the scenario system that they brought in with Mist to do the islands. Yeah. I just I just hope that post uh, in a post BFA world there's an option for me to solo queue islands so I can go back and try and get the rest of those rewards or they make those rewards viable at the end of the expansion from doubloons. And to give me an option to spend to farm and spend doubloons. And you know, allow me to do the islands to keep them in from anywhere. Even let me all the mission able systems we have in the game, let me access my garrison, my order hall, and my let me at least access it from a menu in the game. The reason yeah, the reason they don't want you to access every mission table from one mission table is because they don't they they they're not incentivizing you to go back and do those rewards, which is why when the next expansion came, which why when Legion came out, they removed the gold rewards from Warlords, which is why when BFA came out, they removed the gold rewards from the Legion ones. They, they incentivize you not to go back and do that. Okay. Well, de-incentivize you, I should say, not incentivize you to go back. I mean, the, even for the, the collectibles, let me at least say... Hey, I'm, I I want to have access to what are my people in my garrison doing? But then again, I think, yeah, you said like they're not connect. They're the same systems, but they're not connected. Yeah. Like I think the mission table is literally the only system they've brought, other than raids and dungeons and obviously leveling content. The mission table is the only system they've brought back expansion on expansion this many times in a row. It's so bizarre to me. That that's the one mechanic that they choose. Scenarios. Oh look, we can literally do a small scenario that's part of this story that's fixed here. And then we'll put achievements in like we did in Mist so that you could go back and do that system. You know? Whenever you chose to do it and you could queue for it. It's so bizarre to me. The scenario system was something I was really looking forward to to go back and to go back and do in future expansions with future stories that they wanted to tell because they can sit inside that little pocket of time and you can go and do it and if you want to redo that story you can because they felt like so much more of an impact on the story 
than anything else. And the closest we get to that now is big story instance content where they turn around and go the Broken Shore or the Battle for the Undercity. Stuff like that, but you can't reaccess those once you've done it unless you want to level an ult. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at what chat's saying. Chat wants to get rid of the table. They want to see old talent trees bring back. True hybrid classes. Hybrid classes would be really cool. I don't think it would work in the way the current game is, and it would require a complete overhaul, but that is what we might see due to the resurgence of Classic. You know, we might see a lot of the stuff that's worked in Classic come and shape the future of the game. However, as I've stated many, many times before, BFA and the current version of the retail game works more towards a more casual person who plays the game rather than classic which is catered towards people who do have time to play the game and are you know you put the time in to do stuff in that game like you have to apply time to do it whereas in BFA if you spend more time in the game like you could spend two hours in the game like I've been doing as I said at the beginning of the episode and I can get my stuff done however if I if I put more time in and do stuff outside of those given chores and everything else or whatever you want to call it I'm rewarded more that's the thing um, what else are people saying they want the raids old raids to have a normal mode option where they tune for level characters and available weather I presume you mean fixed numbers like mythic but for normal I think that's what you're saying um, yeah and, and like Capital's mentioning how like how Rift had a system in place where all raid content could scale down to a group of two re 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 reward eye level was garbage you could still do the content without being in a 25 man group I mean, I guess at its at its finite level, that would be cool if you want to see the content between just you and a friend, or like a select group of you. Ten people's not really that hard to really get if you want to do it. There's lots of group finder stuff going, and the minimum it scales to is ten. It's the same with heroic warfronts. You can you can see those if you want to get a ten man group to do it. Um. I don't know. Uh, Acid Tears is making a very good point. Professions not being very important. I, th When it comes to professions, I think the biggest thing the game can do is take away a large part of where it caters below max level and make it worth more at max level. The biggest problem is that for anyone who raids on any sort of thing, you'll outgear any sort of progression stuff. Uh, sorry, any sort of endgame dungeon stuff. Like, profession-based skill jobs has always mattered going into a dungeon and then improving your gear from there. It's... The minute you step into a raid, professions are garbage unless it's stuff like alchemy. Or any support-based stuff. I don't know. Um, I think they've made a good step by uh, with Blizzard changing it so it works on a simple expansion based thing so you, you don't have to complete 700 points to get to where you want to be. But I do agree that they need to be better. They need to be utilized more. And and I do like that compared to Classic, when you go into some of the early ones, you could, you, you don't have to have a high a high 
skill level for like gathering things, things like that. I, I like that it's a that it's that you can that, you can gather anything at any specific point, but the higher off your gathering skill, the better you're you're more likely you are to gather it or get more in a gathering thing. Yeah, and and I like that because there have been times I'm like I out I out level my my gathering and I'm like I gotta go back and spend time down in a lower level to get my my skill level higher or like i see that one herb that i need I'm like ah and then you get to the yellows and wait, wait for it to green and you, i need one more point just so i can start yeah. doing this but i need to farm this green herb yeah oh it's terrible there's a there's a lot of good things from the past of warcraft of world of warcraft which would be good in the future it really would but they need to be implemented properly the biggest yes. thing the biggest thing I'm worried about currently is there not being a good end game thing. Like it, it's it's all well and good not having an artifact power grind. Don't get me wrong, because you can literally log on, gear up for raids, or log on, go and do your mount farm, your pet farm, and be done until you need to log in for raids. But then there's no incentive for you to log on, which is what Blizzard have tried to do since Wrath when they implemented daily quests. Because again, it took on that reward structure from Facebook games and mobile games to reward you for logging in daily. There will be... Uh, uh, the only thing I can say for certain is that there will be a endgame progression item for a player to do. Outside of reps and gearing. We just don't know what it is yet. I hope it's not another trinket where we have to power up or anything else. But we'll see. Go on. I can see you've got a childish grin on your face. You've obviously thought of something. So, you know, like the uh, Facebook clicker games and stuff like that? Yeah. What it's going to be is you got to watch people streaming World of Warcraft to get your, to get your, your glasses in-game good so you can see all the shadows. So the more you watch a Warcraft streamer, the, 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 I mean, cause that's all the rage right now. Loot drops and streams. That's kind of the, I mean, that's been the way for a few years now, but yeah, I just, I've said it before and I've said it again. Then Blizzard need to get to a point where there's more reward structure for playing other Blizzard games. A lot of us yes. play specifically Blizzard games because we grew up on those like Diablo 2, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, play Heroes because it's war, uh, it's got Warcraft stuff and stuff we recognize play Hearthstone because we've got stuff we recognize we play sorry we play Hearthstone because it's got stuff we recognize and people play Starcraft because they grew up on Starcraft there needs to be more intercollection rewards for being rewarded for playing other Blizzard games I've said it before I, I've said it again I think it'd be cool to have a a reduced Hearthstone where you can you could access even like just the solo runs of Hearthstone you could access a minimal Hearthstone while you're doing something i've been enjoying playing Peggle when i'm flying i mean it, it, and that's a old game that 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 popcat brought into to wow it went away but somebody well, brought some, it back. someone made an add-on for it yeah yeah so i mean it would be fun to, to, to while you're in wow do other things or like wait no never mind wizard doesn't own it uh activist doesn't own uh destiny anymore i was thinking like what if like your you, <laughs> your character's around playing destiny Oh, you're waiting for raid. <laughs> Jesus. I'll raid in Destiny while I'm raiding in Warcraft. It's fine. I've got my controller in my hand. It's fine. I'll work out a way I can play everything. 
I'll keep it's on stuff me. and it will all work out together. I think technology VR goggles. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Right, I think that's a good point to end the show. Thank you very much, as always, for watching or listening, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Frasley, where can they find you around the internet? You can find me at Frasley.com, at Frasleytastic on Twitter, and FrasleyS on Twitch. Or at gnome.live. Yes, or at gnome.live. Or yes. at gnome.live. You can find me at Titans Creed from my main account at Gaming Phoenix. If you just want to see when I'm going live on YouTube or Twitch or anything like that, you can find a uh, video, the video version of this podcast. Yes, that's it. Over on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Or you can find me five to seven days a week where I'll be playing a variety of games. I can only tell you that when this podcast probably goes live on Wednesday, I'll probably be knee deep trying to hit level 70 on the heart of Azeroth. Um, over on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. Thank you very much for watching and or listening, guys. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure to do the cast with my with my main man, the Frasley Boy. Um, yeah. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to have a lot of story to talk to you about next week. It will be interesting. And Mr. Frasley will sit there, eagle-eyed and big-eared, as I talk a lot of story at him, I think, next week. Yes, and I'm like, oh, it would be like that makes sense now. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna hope that you, you're gonna do you're gonna do the war campaign and the and the Magni campaign next week. Oh, absolutely. That is my goal. Super. Right. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So, thank you very much for me. Thank you very much for Frasley. We'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen. As Mister Frasley always likes to say, be awesome. Be awesome indeed. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you soon.